This is my podcast, DoorDoorNYC, as well as on Instagram, same account, DoorDoorNYC, where I post prose, poetry sometimes, and photography, and kind of find my way into the subject matters of uh, this this podcast. So um, a few weeks ago, I... I did a story about subjects that maybe people would want to discuss. And I think I posted something um, from another account about being lonely in a relationship versus feeling alone. And it got a lot of attention and a lot of debate and people brought it up and conversations, whether it's via DMs or or conversation with people after the fact who called me. And I was thinking, what does it mean to me and how I've dealt with those feelings within my relationships? And I I will note this. I never speak of specific relationships on my podcast, not one particular one. There are many. Um, As an extrovert, introvert sometimes, but mostly extrovert, and a very social, friendly person, I have cultivated many different relationships in my life. And some of them were romantic, some of them were just fun, some of them lasted years and years and years, and some ended very abruptly within weeks, months, you know, maybe hours even, um, just by the nature of what they were. And I have this love of cultivating connections and relationships with people of all kinds. It's how I learned probably the most important lessons in my life about myself. It is how I worked through things that I needed to work through or realized that I needed to work through. And it brought me vast amount of knowledge of languages, cultures, different perspectives, different ways of leaving. Um, Just the other night I had this conversation with someone about open relationships and um, monogamy versus polyamory and many interesting subjects that I'm probably going to bring up in another podcast, not this one. This is not what this one is about. I mean, it could be part of it, but, um, and, of, and obviously friendships and, and sisterhood and brotherhood and family. I just, I just love connecting with people on many different levels. And sometimes it's very shallow and sometimes, many times, especially in the last few years, I think, as I entered my 40s, it, they became 
quite deep and meaningful. I remember once someone told me that you should look at your birthdays as a reflection of how your circle of friends have changed as you have aged. And if you look back, you look at your 20s and you had these massive big parties, maybe if you're, you're someone like me. So all these people that you've met along the way, doesn't matter what kind of relationship you had with them, they were there. You wanted everybody to be there and celebrate you and with you and celebrate them and your path together. And it started with like 50 people on birthdays and went down to like 30 to 25 to 20 to 10 to maybe just your immediate family and couple close people to you as you age. And the more the circle kind of shrunk, even though I have a lot of friends and people in my life, but that circle of sincere and deep connection and intimacy have changed with time. And the smaller it became, the more meaningful it has become in my life. And I learned so much from these people. And I keep learning. And I struggle sometimes because I'm very much in my head and sometimes that could lead to overthinking, overprocessing, overanalyzing. And since I'm so sensitive to energies, I pick up on things that people maybe are not particularly interested in talking about already. And sometimes my level of anxiousness will come up because I have the sense of what they're feeling and I know they might not have the words or they're not ready to discuss and it it steers me up so much because I need to connect and discuss it and one of the things I struggled in with with some relationships was the inability to have those kind of conversations or have to hold back bringing these things up because of either fear of speaking up or because sometimes people are just not ready. And I would end up pushing so hard because I'm ready. I'm ready to speak about everything, even if it, it it's painful and hard. I'd rather face the hardship and, and, and fix it, or if not fixing it, I'd rather go through it, go through the pain, go through the, the struggle, and together in any type of relationship, it could be a work as well, manage it and overcome it. Unfortunately, not everybody is the same which is also fortunate because that's how we learn. And I needed to learn to hold back, which is the hardest thing for someone like me. One of the hardest things for me was to stay in a place 
where I felt very lonely while not being alone. And that place scares me more than anything else, probably. I just couldn't understand how you can be surrounded by so many people, or even if one person in a particular situation, physically be in the same space, same vicinity, communicate in some capacity, but yet feel very lonely and feel like It would have been better if they weren't physically there because their presence only makes it harder because they are there and all of those feelings of loneliness should not be there present with them. That kind of contradicts the whole point of not being alone. What I learned after years of struggle is that that feeling of loneliness is really up to us to handle. Now, it doesn't mean that it's not tied to the other person in a relationship. But ultimately, it is up to us whether we accept that kind of feeling or we do something about it to change it. We can walk away. We can discuss it. We can bring it up in a constructive way. We can say, hey, this is how I'm feeling. It might not be your intention, but these actions or inactions make me feel this way. Or we can occupy ourselves, <laughs> which is hard. And not have to rely on someone else to make us feel loneliness or, or not, or happiness even. And that's something that is very hard to do. To not rely on external feelings, fixes for the voids you feel inside. And then you have to sit with yourself and say, am I lonely because some of these needs are not met? And if they're not met, are any of them things that I can do to meet them without having to rely on another person and put that expectation on them? And then the second part is, are they aware of those feelings? Are they aware of these said expectations? And can they meet them? Or... Do they want to meet them? Or are they willing to work with me to help me meet them in a way that does not affect them or changes them or making them feel anxious or burdened by it? And vice versa, right? Because we have, we have the same kind of give and take relationship that we, we kind of need to do with each other in order to facilitate and cultivate a healthy relationship. But what I've noticed is that many times from either side, in order to avoid conflicts, 
we harbor those feelings and we just stay in them for whatever reason it is. It could be that financially it makes sense to stay. It could be that there is a fear of being alone, even though you are feeling lonely already. So that's something that needs its own, I think, subject. And or there's a lot of love and feeling or even history. Sometimes there's more history and memories than feelings or an emotional connection that holds it together, that that need to be with someone because you've experienced so much together and you can't let it go. And there's also the fear of speaking up and hurting another person or the fear of being hurt if you speak up. So there's a lot of reasons that one would keep quiet. And at some point, if you feel lonely, yet you're not alone and you don't speak up, you either get used to that status quo and you just live this way and you're quite miserable or you get to a breaking point. And that could lead to many things, anxiety, panic attacks, depression, and or constant arguments, passive aggressiveness, manipulations, lies, avoidance, anger, a lot of anger. And neither of them are good in a relationship. And again, it goes to any type of relationship, friendship, family, even parenting. But it's, it's a valid place sometimes when we have not figured out what we need in order to feel safe and not lonely. And how do we do that how do we remedy it? How do we take care of it within ourselves or within things that we are passionate about that are not related to another human being? I remember meeting someone once who said that they were looking to have a relationship. This is something they want in their life. But they don't need it. They look forward to having it if it comes around and if it comes along and if they find someone or meet someone, rather, who compliments them and, and feel good living life with them. But they didn't need it. They didn't need someone to fulfill their voids. They didn't because they knew how to take care of those feelings, and they didn't need a relationship to keep them happy. They didn't need somebody to be there in order for them to not feel alone. And they never felt lonely in their presence, in their own presence with them. And I didn't know what that meant at the time. I was like, how? How is being alone all the time not feel lonely? 
I'm constantly surrounded by people. Not just relationship, but people. I go out with friends, I travel, I hang out with my kids, I speak to my family, you know? How is it that you don't go crazy being alone? It took me years to think about that. And I remember the first time that I decided that I need to tackle that head on. I, <laughs> I booked a flight within three days to 17 days of a trip to four states within Europe. I packed a bag and I just traveled alone for the first time. It became a tradition for years to come. And it gotten even more exciting every time I did that. But it was a test for myself. I remember the first day by myself traveling through France and I had this breaking moment after the excitement of being alone and doing whatever I wanted, waking up whenever I wanted, going into whatever bakery or restaurant or museum or gallery that I saw without having to second guess it or think about, you know, timing and places and being tired or not tired and how many more steps to go. It was so freeing and, and amazing. But then I had this breaking point in the middle and I have it in every trip that I ever taken since where I'm like, Okay, but now what? I, I have these like moments of loneliness. And I usually snap out of it really fast. Because there's no reason why my own company shouldn't be enough. It doesn't mean that I want to be alone at all. I actually seek relationships in general. Not just romantic ones, but any relationships that are meaningful, but I shouldn't feel lonely and it shouldn't be somebody else's responsibility to make me feel unlonely, if that's a word. So I look back at a long-term relationship I had where for a long time I blamed the other person for my sense of loneliness, for not doing certain things, for not experiencing certain things that I wanted to, for not having the active life that I wanted, for not going to certain places that I wanted, to not trying things that I wanted to try or travel to places I wanted to travel to because they were not into those things. So I didn't. And I stayed prisoned without even being prisoned. Nobody told me not to. Nobody said, hey, you cannot do this. It was a choice because I didn't see a way out of it. And I sat there for years. Years over years, just being miserable 
and full of anger and resentment and disappointment. And it's only when I took that leap of faith on myself and started doing things with myself that were my passions and start living the way I wanted to live that I felt free and I felt happy and I felt comfortable and my level of resentment went down and my relationship improved and then there was this sense for a while of oh I want to experience it through your eyes I want to hear your stories, see your adventures, or, you know, even go on some together. And that changed everything. Because at this point, there was no expectation of someone else to make me happy or to make me feel, you know, like I'm not alone or lonely. Obviously, there was a lot more to consider and and that didn't last. But I found myself in the process and I stopped blaming another human being for not fulfilling my needs if I wasn't fulfilling them myself. So (laughs) it really shaped the next few years and what I'm looking for in any type of relationship in my life. It also fixed a lot of relationships that were dormant for a a long time in my life, a lot of friendships. And it opened me up to new ones and new experiences, a new type of people who are very comfortable in their presence. And they no longer felt like aliens to me. (laughs) They no longer felt like an outsider or a rare find. I mean, they were obviously unique in their own way, but they felt familiar. Some of them never want to have any kind of relationships or attachments to people. And they really live a nomad life, at least, whether it's physically or emotionally or spiritually. I'm not like that. I still need to cultivate relationships. And I still see myself having a long-term romantic relationship with someone to live life with. But I'm not looking for someone to fix me. I'm not looking for someone to make me happy constantly. I'm not looking for someone to make me fill my time, the quiet time in between. It doesn't scare me anymore, that quiet time. And if they're not there or not available, I'm with myself and I find the things that I like. I I do the things that I love. I spend time with other people in my life that I love or I just spend time with myself, whether it's 
going taking photos or reading a book or singing or writing or recording a podcast. It doesn't matter. Even just lying on a hammock when it's nice weather outside or book the next travel to Tulum, Mexico last minute and lie on the beach in a secluded, remote hotel away from people because that alone time does not feel lonely anymore. And these days I actually seek those moments sometimes of disconnecting from the rest of the world and connecting within, with myself and the, and the things that make me who I am and listen to the things that I need from within so I don't project it on other people. And that's been a very hard lesson for me over the years and I'm sometimes struggling. I have those moments of like, oh my God, I feel so lonely. But I always can look back and remind myself that it's a feeling, not a place. And I have the answers to all of it. And it's within me to enjoy. I mean, I, I have myself for the rest of my life. And I need to get along with that personality and person. And even if I'm not, then it's up to me to fix the things or to evolve within the things that I do not like. So I feel good with myself. So it feels good to be me with me. I know it's very deep and woke, like, but, <laughs> but it's also a lot of processing and life lessons that brought me to this. And I'm a work in progress. And I'm far from perfect. But exposing those imperfections and bringing them out to air and talking through them, even if it is just to a microphone and a few listeners on the other side, is a great way in processing the answers to those questions. And sometimes there's still many other questions lingering. But having them means that one day I'll find the answers to them as well. With that said, it's been a while. I thank you for being here. Those who rediscovered this podcast or discovered it for the first time, thank you for listening. And I wish you a great week. I am on Instagram, DoorDoorNYC, here on Spotify, Apple, and all the other major podcast platforms. These days you can rate on Apple and now on Spotify, the podcast that you like. If you like it, please subscribe and share. I hate doing this self-promoting, but if somebody that you love might benefit from my rambling, <laughs> um, please do share it. Thank you so much and have a good week.